You're listening to the Paul Procise Podcast. Here's my dad, Paul Procise. All right, that's my daughter. Guys, welcome in. My name is Paul Procise, and I thank you for coming in and stopping by, seeing what we're all about. Guys, you can find me on paulprocise.com or at Paul Procise, pretty much on any social media platform. That includes Parler, Twitch, Instagram, all those. Go ahead and find me. Tell me that you heard or saw my podcast. Guys, if you are listening to me, today is my first broadcast. Well, I guess not. I'm doing a podcast on YouTube. So you can go to my YouTube channel and find out what we're all about on YouTube as well. So just Google Paul Procise and you'll be able to find me. Um, so over the weekend, there was a lot of things that took place. Um, yeah, you know, the majority of people are just looking for the weekend to relax, fix some stuff in their backyards, mow. Like us, we actually celebrated, um, our our daughter's uh, birthdays are fairly close together. So we did a combined party and, and got to hang out with, uh, family. So those are the, like the normal things that we do on the weekend. What we don't typically do, the majority of us, and now I'm talking about, um, is look through social media or go out to protests. That's not the typical thing that most people that are probably watching or listening to this are doing. Um, but I, I'm not the normal person. I'm um, locked in and, and reading through all of these things. One, so you don't have to. So... But I encourage you to um, take a few minutes and look around and see what's going on around you in the cities around you and stuff. There's a lot of crazy things going on. Um, Some local stuff, some things happened over the weekend that I'm going to touch on. But I just just want to kind of, before we get into all of that, really um, explain to you kind of where we're going with a lot of um, the content that we're going to be doing with um, this channel um, and just some other projects that I'm involved in. Um, I'm going to be starting another podcast. Now, this one is going to be the one that you're on. The Paul Procise podcast is all about talking about issues of today, talking about the tough issues, political, religious, church things, whatever, and whatever else I'm feeling that um, led to, you know, or uh, driven to talk about, may talk about some gaming things, you know, as many of you may know, I'm, I'm a partner on, on some gaming channels and stuff. And so, you know, we, we might weave in some of that content, best practices of, and that kind of stuff. Um, but what I'm excited for is the one, in fact, this weekend, week at, um, Thursday, we're going to be recording our very first podcast for what's called the top three. I think I mentioned this on the Friday podcast. Um, so me and a couple of friends, um, we're going to be doing a thing. It's not political. Um, we are looking to just be entertaining and have fun and review some things. So top three, what that, um, brings to mind for me is the top three of whatever. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to having like some vigorous debate on the top three, um, candies from Australia, the top three, um, breweries in, you know, Colorado or Delaware, maybe we'll like try to find, you know, some obscure, um, 
snacks from wherever you know around the world and that one we're really looking forward to having some really good feedback and like disagreements and and look and um things that like uh um one of the things that i i brought up that would be hilarious is top three um posts on next door app you know that kind of stuff like just review and like talk and laugh about those things so even though we do things a little bit more seriously on this podcast i'm looking forward to that podcast as well that we don't have to be so serious i don't i I really don't take things so seriously, um, but it just feels like um, for this time right now, some of the topics that we're talking on DePaul Press's podcast is going to take kind of a, a more serious route for a time. <clears throat> I'm going to be talking about and maybe even hold some churches accountable and, and, or just like the practices of, and like I, I, I'm looking forward to those discussions because it's things that I'm passionate about. But I'm also passionate about having fun and hanging out with friends. And um, we want to share that experience with you. So look for that. That's going to be um, top three. I'm sure we'll have, you know, the Facebook and the Twitter and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'll let you know where to find us on that. Um, so over the weekend, there were a few things that took place. And um, if you don't know, there's been some peaceful protests all over the country. Peaceful, right? And... Um, the reality is there are a lot of peaceful protesters going out there passionate about whatever their issue is, whether it's BLM or a distrust of the feds or whatever it is. Okay. I can get on board. If you're peacefully assembling in some places, you may need to have like a permit because some places require you to have a permit, that kind of stuff. If you're following the rules and doing the things that you're, you're supposed to do, more power to you. Like I, I, I may disagree wholeheartedly, hundred percent with you, but what I will agree with and stand with you on is your right of the first amendment to do what you want to do. But is that really what we're seeing? <clears throat> now there's been a lot of really peaceful protests, of course, but as we've seen in Austin and here uh, out close to me in Aurora, Colorado or Portland or Seattle is that these events are turning into less than peaceful. And if we're being really honest, if you're really paying attention, you actually know that the peaceful protests are not so peaceful or there's a faction of people that are using those protests to achieve a different agenda. It's probably a little bit of both, to be to be fair. But what uh, the problem with the, the ultra left, the Antifas and the other organizations that are supporting this movement, this far left movement that's going on, is they rely on the peaceful people, they rely on the misinformation from the media to get them to come out, and we're seeing some people that are claiming to be completely innocent that they were just there for people to be peaceful protesters and they're being arrested and then they get on the social media and saying, no, I was just there. I didn't do anything. I didn't lob any thing at cops. I was just there filming. And then I happened to be swept up in this. And so maybe, maybe that's happening. Maybe the horrible evil police who are fulfilling their oath are really wrapping up people or rounding up people. We don't, that narrative has gone away, by the way. 
a random group of unmarked cars and unmarked police are swooping in. That narrative is completely gone, as a matter of fact. And if you want to look at the the proof behind that, there's some really good reports um, from Tim Pool. If you go to Tim Pool Cast, he has a really good video on that that kind of dispels this this myth. In fact, there was a court case that said you guys only showed us two two cases, and they were both all all the cops were clearly labeled as being police. And we're not going to kick out the feds just because you have two incidences that were hyped up by the media and it, none of it was true. So he's done some really good digging into that. I'd encourage you to look into that. Um, we're going to look at some other things here. Um, let me just pull up my screen there. Um, and as as we go through, I'm going to show you a few, th- few things on, on Twitter. This has kind of been my process as I kind of scroll through. I'll click on hashtags. I'll click on, you know, it's kind of go through on Twitter. So if you don't know how to really investigate these things, all you have to do is start, like, look at what's trending and maybe start following, kind of going down that rabbit hole and click through. So there, it, it is interesting. I have talked to people re- very recently that said, you know what, I, I want to know or I want to care about these things. I just don't know where to look. So if you're interested in that, this has kind of been my process. Um, and what I'll do is once I find, like, a, if I, especially if I'm just on my phone and not by the computer, I'll grab the the link to like this. This is Andy No. Um, he's a great reporter um, out in Portland area. Um, so what I'll do is I'll just grab the link and I'll email it to myself so I can have it for a later date. That way I can have it there if somebody brings up whatever. I can go through. I'll look at the the stuff and I've kind of got an email section set up for that kind of stuff. Um, and by the way, if you want to reach out to me, you can always if you have a tip or something you would like to cover, you can you know tag me on any of the social medias or go to my website. There's a contact me um, form and you can submit any news or shows ideas or information that you think that we need to know. And if you want to get it on this platform or want to be a part of um, what we're doing, let me know and we can um, have those discussions or I can check in on your stuff. So on um, this Andy, no um, he's basically one of the best guys out there as far as um, telling you the truth on, on things that are going on in Portland and in that area. And he gets some great video and finds videos on um, this in particular has been retreated um, from Drew Hernandez um, from the lives matter show. Um, but they're basically showing the extent that the peaceful protesters are going to, now, if, the, if you're there and you're a peaceful protester, why are you carrying a circular saw? Why are you carrying sheets of metal to protect yourself? What ends justify the means of doing any of this that we're seeing right here? What possible justification for being a peaceful protester do you have to tear down a fence or to lob firework mortars? which are explosives, which used in the right context as these are, are simply grenades. They are used to maim and injure the law enforcement officers. So for those of you listening, you may not be able to see the videos, but what it has are is like a line of people. If you can imagine like um, any uh, um, 
Roman Empire video or movie that you've seen or, uh, you know, any of those like phalanx uh, with the shields, kind of like shield wall. That's kind of what they have. There's this group that has these metal shields. And then if you see it, other videos, and we'll show you some other stuff. Um, there's these other shields. So what possible reason could you have? Maybe you're just really concerned about protect, protecting yourself from the evil uh, police officers. Maybe that's possible. Um, but what you see in this video is people literally using a welder and a grinder to try to tell, tear down this, this fence. But they're there to peacefully assemble, according to the mayor. Um, Elijah Schaefer, I believe, of the Blaze. Yeah, he's a host of the Blaze. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I found this. So he, he has a video, um, which is just really interesting. So um, they're showing up ready to go. The organization of these groups are amazing. They have doctors and medical professionals. They have um, field units where they're the, the, um, field hospitals, like a MASH unit, like mobile army, army surgical hospital, like you would in a war zone when you're going up to the front lines. You set up a triage unit. They actually have those things. They have assembly lines for their shields. They have people organizing with radios and stuff. That's been well documented that they tell people where to go. And in the, the video, um, for those of you on uh, YouTube, you can see that they are carrying around leaf blowers and blowing around away the smoke as law enforcement op officers try to disperse the crowd and throw what I'm assuming is um, looks. It does not look to me like... Um, CS gas, it looks more like a, um, a smoke. You know, generally speaking, you can either have CS gas, which is um, um, uh, irritant. It hurts your um, eyes and your, your breathing passageways, and it, um, you know, that's what the pepper spray gas or, or CS gas. Um, that doesn't look to me like that's what that is. Um, there's a, a different color. So that, that looks more like a white smoke. So it looks like it's just more of a smoke thing, kind of to, trying to diffuse the situation, disperse the crowd. Uh, but they're showing up, ready to go with leaf blowers to get the smoke out of it. Like, <clears throat> where's, the, where's the justification here? What, what, what possible uh, reason do, do you have? If you're just there to peacefully assemble, one of the other things that I noticed in this video um, and I'll just, it's just a, it's a large crowd. Um, there's a person with the American flag hanging upside down. There's a bunch of reporters and people trying to film all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of, a lot of people really trying to show you what's really happening. Um, so I'm thankful for that. Um, cause I can dig through and find out more things. So it's just, um, but one of the things that you're seeing is all of these laser lights, these green flashes and things. And it's being shined on the police officers and the hot, and the the building. And what we've seen in reports is that there have been at least two police officers that have been permanently blinded because of lasers. How peaceful do you have to be to blind somebody with lasers? I just the narrative of the of the the media and of some of these left wing mayor, mayors that are just trying to blame Trump or just trying to say like it's not fitting something is not matching up here, it's not working. 
And what I what I'm thinking is that in in the end, even the 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 left wing um, spectrum of of the peaceful people, because there's a lot. I I do agree that there's a lot of left leaning individuals that are just liberal on the issues, but they would never ever attend one of these things or be a part of a riot or even um, a protest that could lead to whatever. There's some really good people. I personally know some very honorable left-leaning individuals and we can agree to disagree on the issues and we can go back to loving each other when we're drinking a beer with each other. But we, we, what we're seeing is that there is this organized faction of people and, um, Kata Gaitan, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry if I, I know that I'm butchering that name. Um, but on her Twitter feed says heading down downtown, right? Here's a primer on Portland's protest shields, where they are coming from and how they are made and who is making them. And she has a thread on Twitter, um, that shows where these, uh, these shields, these protest riot shields are being made and they look generally speaking, they look like, um, pool noodles. Um, but what we've seen also is that they'll have pool noodles on the outside of a metal shield and they're carrying around these things. Some of them are just made of pool noodles. So they're just deflective, uh, trying to not get smacked with whatever. Um, that's the claim. So they, she, you can, you can find this, um, Online, very easy to just find, and you can go through and find out who's making these things, who they are, where they are, and how they're doing this stuff. And this, so she shows a few examples of how these shields really did protect somebody. Somebody was getting shot by a smoke grenade or some some kind of projectile, and uh, actually hits them right in the shield. So I mean, it works, I guess. But why why do you need that if you're there to just do no harm and just protect protest against? police brutality or apparently now the the trendy word is the occupation of the federal whatever um that's a whole other topic we're not going to talk about that today because that's just that's some other crazy stuff that we're that's going on um so how does this protest shield get made they go through acquire a 25 gallon barrel so okay so they're being made with barrels as well um so they're making these barrels they're cutting them up they're wrapping them uh, it's quite interesting. It's it's a it's a big production. So apparently, initially it was just one or two people making these, and now it's like twenty five volunteers making these. Um, it's just it's just crazy the organization that's going into this. So how are they able to afford all of this? Of like, and who are these people? It, like, it's, there's just so many questions I have with this. Um, if you want to find, so one of the things that's come up, um, and how to find, like we've said that, like who, who to follow that kind of stuff. I really do. I'll, I'll follow, I follow personally, I follow like the Washington times and, and the post and, um, just, uh, or New York times and all that stuff. Like I, I, I go through and I try, try to find, I try to, I look for left leaning individuals and left right leaning individuals because I really try to understand this is not something I used to do probably six, eight years ago, but now I really do try to get the whole perspective of things. One of the reporters that's out there, he's with the um, uh, Epoch Times. Um, and Epoch Times is an interesting outlet. Um, they are, uh, they come from an anti-communist um, China perspective. That's how they got their start. 
and I'll let you investigate um, all of their leanings. They have seemingly um, tied themselves with um, more a right-leaning perspective. Um, I don't know if that's for financial reasons or because the right is more anti-communist. Their stated goal is to shed life, light on communism, Marxism, specifically in China. Um, they have a religious, um, Chinese religious, I can't fool long for, I'm going to, I'm butchering that. Um, but so they do have some um, religious um, background. And so I'm not a hundred percent sure if I even align with them. All I'm saying is this is some guy that's putting out information that I'm seeing and, and, um, and then I, um, so if he's supposedly right leaning, then I'm going to find somebody that's on the left. Um, but I'm just telling you that this is one, um, okay-ish source, um, at least for, I mean, he finds the videos, he posts them and, and then that's, that's where we're at on, on some of this stuff. So, um, he's got a great, uh, number of threads that show, um, people, and it's kind of there. So they, there's a group, large group of people that will show up kind of early. And as soon as it gets kind of dark, a lot of the real um, peaceful people leave, but everybody else that's still around all have helmets and they're obviously ready for a fight. Um, so you can just scroll through his stuff and, and the chants that go, they're going on are, are crazy. Some of the, like, um, one of, um, um, I don't remember if it was on his, but it was like death to Israel, um, push him into the sea. That's, that's a Palestinian reference. Um, so what does that have to do with police here in, in the U S I, I don't know. Um, so they set up bike, uh, biker rioters and protesters set up bikes to block traffic in the area. So, I mean, it's just, this is the craziness. I mean, where have the actual, that might, one of the questions I have is like, where is the Portland police in all of this? You can't find them. They're not, they're not there. They, they disperse as soon as it gets dark. It's pretty, pretty crazy. And then we see people setting fire to the courthouse and, and, uh, breaking through the barricades and, and, uh, it's just, and there's only re- reported about a hundred people, um, at that federal, um, courthouse. So moving on to something that's local, at least for me, um, here in Denver, um, Aurora police said protesters on Saturday managed to break windows at the courthouse and were inside attempting to start fires and protesters, protesters were also shooting fireworks. Now, again, if you are a protester, we keep seeing this from the, from the left leaning media, um, just everybody like, Hey, protesters break windows. No, that's a rioter. That's a criminal act. You're destroying property. And if it's above a certain amount, you're committing a felony. So these are potential felons ro- walking around. This guy's walking around with a, uh, this is a roar protest. He's walking around with open carry. Now that's, I, I, you know, second amendment, whatever. He's legally carrying a gun. I'm okay with that. As long as he's safely doing it, fine. But what's your intent? What's your end game? This is the argument, the moral argument that I've had for all of my um, fellow gun advocates that say, I'm going to open carry. You are allowed to do that, especially here in Colorado. That is a legal thing to do unless the store or whatever you're going to says, no, we don't want you to open carry. Then you need to follow those rules. But 
what it does is it starts bringing fear or it, it lends credence to organizations that may not agree with you and all of a sudden they're open carrying and ready to for, for war apparently. And I just think that you need to be careful on what you're doing. I don't open carry because I think that it brings more fear than is necessary because the narrative is that guns are bad. But apparently guns are okay if you're on the left. <laughs> so we're seeing that. We're seeing that. It, uh, we saw that in Austin that, um, with the fatal shooting that happened down there. One of the protesters is open carrying. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But one of the other things, too, oh, and by the way, the mayor of Aurora posted on his Facebook that he's upset that the police didn't do anything to prevent the damage to the courthouse. And he's ordering an investigation on how that happened. The mayor of Aurora, um, even though he is technically a Republican, <laughs> swings whatever. He's a political opportunist. He was in Congress for a while. And he just swings whatever way. So in order to be a uh, mayor in Aurora, apparently you have to be a little bit left, more left. And so that's the way he's his little, uh, you know, he's swung that way. Um, he's been terrible on the, on the mask issues. I don't care if you want to wear a mask. In fact, I encourage you to wear a mask. I wear a mask when I go to certain stores because one, they've either asked me to, or I don't want to get sick. I have a heart issue. I don't want to get sick. I don't fall into the line of it's anti constitutional to wear a mask and i'm not screaming but i am saying are you violating actual laws or saying that you have the authority to order a mask when you really don't or are you like th those are the things that i i get frustrated with are is the conversation around the mask issue accurate from our scientists because we've seen the national scientists and the leaders and stuff say many different things, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, they're bad, they're good. The problem is the, the information that we're receiving is not good, so I don't know who to trust or what to trust. But because I could potentially get have really serious consequences if I ended up in, um, being coming infected with COVID, I choose to wear a mask, but I'm not going to also be ridiculous about things too. I'm not going to wear it when I'm sitting drinking a beer with some buddies and then like you know pull the mask off and try to take a sip. That, like the, Those things are absurd. I'm not going to do that. But to say also to the people, that, and I've talked about this, to say it's unconstitutional, no, it's not. Sorry to break your bubble, but it's not unconstitutional for places to ask you to wear a mask. It may be, there may be some issues within the state laws and that kind of stuff, and you can have those conversations on an individual basis, but to say that it's unconstitutional, I would encourage the right people or people that are anti-mask to at least not frame it in that regard because it's not anti-constitutional. That's a ridiculous statement. So in this, um, one of the things that we saw here in Aurora, out, out in Aurora, um, is on 225, um, which is a major highway. There's 225, there's 25, there's I-70, and se several other major highways. So it's a major highway. Um, four to six lanes, um, and it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty busy place. Lots of traffic, lots and lots of traffic, and it goes, um, you know, fifty to seventy miles an hour. And so there's, there's a lot of um, concern. But apparently, it's okay for, and it's also, by the way, 
illegal to walk on a highway on the state highway in Colorado. It's it, there's um, ordinances within the state. There are city jurisdictions and then there's state laws that say you can't do this unless of course your car broke down and you need to get to a point of safety. Those kind of things are acceptable, but to actually cross a highway or to be on a highway is, is wrong. But apparently it's okay for protesters to do this. So what purpose is it to stop traffic and not allow people to flood, to drive through? Apparently, um, there were barricades set up. I don't know. I haven't seen anything that proves that there was barricades. And apparently, police department um, were staged at um, the on the on ramps, not allowing people to come through. I don't know this to be true. I'm just going off of what I'm seeing from the lefty um, people. And so what happened was um, in this, apparently there was a, uh, a vehicle that drove through and it was reported here. Jeep opened fire on a protester on 225, hitting him in the leg. Doesn't say who him is, but he's referring to somebody that got shot at one of the protesters. And then the narrative was immediately from the news agencies all over the town and then even picked up some national stuff that this guy drove through and was shooting at protesters, that he busted through the barricade, he busted past the police, and he was trying to kill people. All right. Well, if that's, if that's true, let's look at this video. Let's go ahead and look at it. Now, what you're going to see for people that are um, listening, um, well, we'll just play play the. And, and I'm going to preface this by saying there is some bad language. So, um, oh, my camera broke down, dude. Um, so I'm just going to show this to you. <laughs> it's a great start for YouTube. Um, so I'm just going to play this, and we're going to go through this. What we're seeing is a is a blue jeep. There's a bunch of there's a large crowd of people on the highway, and they are dispersing, trying to jump away from a a, ve a vehicle that's coming down fairly seemingly at a high rate of speed. And it could certainly be scary for these people that are on the highway. So again, just take a listen. Okay, so we just heard six shots. Now, the narrative is that this guy is driving down and taking shots at people. But that's not what you see. When you start looking at other videos that are posted, because it's very easy to just find some videos, that all of the windows on this Jeep are, are um, closed. His left front tire is flat. And so immediately that narrative is shot down. So this guy posts this, this video and has the gall to say Jeep open fire on a protester, which along with that and a bunch of other tweets provoked the news media to say that this guy was trying to kill protesters. But what in actual, what actually happened is there's a guy in here wearing a red shirt 
that actually shot at the police, at the at the car driving through. Now maybe he was just in fear for his life because he thought that guy was going to run him over. But what you'll see is that Jeep is actually not anywhere close to any of the people to run him over. What you will see is six shots being fired at or into the, the vehicle. Two of those shots at min- at best shot one of the, bo- the, the protesters. Oh, no, 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 no. He actually shot two. He shot two protesters. But, again, that narrative, that initial narrative is, oh, my gosh, yet another person trying to just hurt the poor protesters. So the protesters are Ill- illegally blocking traffic. That's a crime in and of itself. They don't, I guarantee you, if you look into it, they're not permitted to walk on I-225. So we see, we go, if you go to Wikipedia and you, you can see that there, these George Floyd protests that this would be associated with, there's already been 29 deaths associated with the George Floyd protests. 29 deaths. If this person has paid, the driver has paid any attention to the news media, he has seen over and over and over people being surrounded and drug out on highways. So the narrative of the, of the lefties are saying he broke through a barricade. He's trying to hit everybody, but you don't see that. What you see in the video is him trying to flee people. If he wanted to run people over, he had massive opportunities to just swerve around and and hit them. He also pulled over to the next off ramp, called police and had him who they then questioned. And I'm not sure if he was detained and all that kind of stuff. So the police are looking into this. They're supposed to release a official report here soon. And it just, this narrative continues to, to break down on itself, to not be true to um, the left pushes and, and tries to back the, the left and, and push a narrative of, of the protesters are just in it for the good. And it just over and over and over again, it proves that it's not. And there's really good reasons for some of the protests. The, the George Floyd death was tragic. All of these things. I feel like every time we talk about a process, we have to, or protest, we have to, or a riot, we have to preface by saying, I don't agree with the bad things that are happening. And then some of the shootings and like, there's some bad things that need to be held accountable. And if you're protesting in that name, fine, but don't do it illegally. Don't go on a highway where you're not supposed to be. Encourage your people that are, you're going with to go, Hey, let's go and protest in front of the County building. Let's go and protest. Let's get, let's do the things in the right way, but that's not what we're seeing. Now, in some cities, we are. We are seeing some good protests that happen. They come, they speak their mind, they talk to the city officials, and then they disperse. That is happening. But more and more and more, we're seeing these things turn violent and really bad. So just a couple more things here real quick before we end. A&E audience halves, so it gets cut in half after Live PD canceled in response to George Floyd protests. Good. 
It it was one of the highest rated shows on on TV. Watched by all demographics. And this is what they get. The funny thing is I've actually watched Live PD a bunch with my wife. <laughs> it's something we kind of watch. And as a cop, I'm like, dude, they didn't have probable cause to go into that car. Like, there's been stuff that I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are they doing? <laughs> so in a sense, I'm kind of like, hey, that's kind of cool that they're airing things that may not be good. Or, you know, <laughs> by and large, it's a very pro police to police thing. So I'm, I guess what I'm saying is the the lefty cancel culture of, of everything that's going on canceled something that can potentially hold all of these police departments more accountable, expose things when they've done something wrong, but yet they want to cancel it because of a bad person in Minnesota, a really bad cop. The narratives are just getting more and more ridiculous. It's not make, making any sense. One last thing, locally, Marty Coniglio, he was a Nine News meteorologist, tweeted out something and had immediate consequences. So there's actually some justice that happens once in a while when somebody says something terrible. He said, federal police in cities, now where have I seen that before? And now he's obviously referring to the occupying of the federal Blah, blah, blah. Marty Coniglio, being a meteorologist, of course, has to follow the left-wing narrative and propagate that. And he included a picture of the Nazis with Hitler in the middle. Big swastika flag in the background. And a bunch of Nazi soldiers. A bunch of people... George Brockler and Ken Buck, Congressman King Buck. George Brockler is a local politician and prosecutor and stuff. If you don't know who George Brockler, you have seen him on the the Aurora Theater shooting. He's he's the guy behind that. He's the lawyer that that prosecuted that that case. So you see, you saw a lot of people, bat, you know, say this is terrible, and so he was in. He ended up getting. Um, released. They, of course, he didn't fire him. This was by saying fire him. <laughs> oh gosh! I mean, this stuff is just crazy, right? Just uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. And then things that I don't think are helpful they get put out there. Donald Trump Jr. and James Wood. It is kind of. I mean, when you look at it, the narrative is kind of silly. It is. You've got Hong Kong. So a lot of people in Hong Kong, when they're protesting, in order to show that they want freedom, they actually wear U.S. flags. Hong Kong is fighting imperial forces of the Chinese government. They don't want to be governed. They used to be a free state under British law, British rule, and they eventually became, had, um, yeah, what they are today. And China is trying to govern them and take over them 100%. So there's a lot of protests going on right there. And in order to show how free that they want to be, they wear American flags. And then you compare that to Portland. (laughs) 
and all of the people that are fighting for freedoms and against the federal government, they're so evil. And you can find almost indefinitely people wearing communist paraphernalia. <laughs> and so the idea that was put out there was how about, how about we make a trade? Everybody wins that now I understand that rhetoric. I get it. I just don't think it's helpful. I don't think it does anything. And I think we can talk about those things, but I think it just can be done in different ways. So, you know, people that put that out specifically like Donald Trump Jr. I mean, they're looking for to instigate things and I get it, but I just don't think it, it, it helps. I don't, I just don't think that kind of stuff helps. So even though my camera broke, I do want to say thank you so much for um, coming in and being supportive of this video um, it went a little bit longer than what I was hoping it would, um, but I just got a little bit passionate about a few things. Guys, my name is Paul Procise. One of the one of the things in, that I would love for you to do is find me on, on Twitter, at Paul Procise. Find me on Locals, paul.locals.com. Be a part of the... Be a part of the, the team here. Help me out. Help me find what we need to be talking about, whatever the issue is. You guys have a great day. See you tomorrow.